welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. It's opening week. Baseball will be played on Friday at Citizens Bank Park. Right close, Jeff Mosher here. And Jeff, it feels like, well, it kind of did just start spring training, didn't it? It did. It was a very short spring training, man. And uh, I, I kind of like it that way because it gets gets us to opening day quicker. At least it feels like that. But I'm kind of hoping Mother Nature doesn't uh, torment us. I know some Thursday games are already uh, banged by Mother Nature, so I'm a little worried about Friday. Hopefully it clears up. Well, last I checked, uh, I, I've been obviously I've been worried about the weather all week, and every time I check, the the percent chance of rain just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I don't think it's going to be a washout. Uh, it might affect your morning tailgate a little bit. You planning to tailgate nice and early down there, Jeff? I am not planning to tailgate nice and early. I just want to watch some good baseball from the comfort of my own home. Well, that's, that, that'll be nice and warm and dry. Uh, I will be down there. I do hope to check in with some of my friends that are, that are down nice. there early. Uh, but hey, weather, weather be damned. I've, I've been there through some, uh, 40 and misty rain on opening day and, uh. Oh, I was, I remember yeah, being at the opening day of Citizens Bank Park against the Reds, first game ever. It was it was blustery, it was cold, it was a little rainy that day. That was not fun. Yeah, yeah. That's what you get sometimes. That's what you get with with your April baseball. Though at least it's it's April baseball. I mean, if they started on time and were at home, it could have been a lot worse, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, they never played those games in Houston and D.C., which probably would have been rained out today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they would have had the doubleheader down the line anyway in Washington D.C. So, so this week is uh, this week's a little a uh, little damp, but I think uh, they they should play Friday, no problem. The latest on Weather.com now is down to a uh, 16% chance of of a shower. Mm. It says slight chance of a rain shower, 60 partly cloudy. Yeah, that's from the Weather Weather Channel. So. Maybe I need to pick up a late ticket and join you, Frank. Hey, see. why not? Although they are sold out. Oh, that's a good point. What about the standing room? Don't they always have the standing room uh, tickets, or are those still sold out too? Well, I guess they open up some each day, right? So right. you have to get you have to get in line. So yeah, yeah opening day definitely that. definitely one of the uh, one of the fun times. I do not use a press pass opening day because, by the way, everybody's in the press box that's there once and never again. So I, I don't. <laughs> it ends up being so packed in there anyway, so. That's right. So, this is always a day I like to just, uh, hang out with, uh, my friends. And thank, thankfully it's a day that I can take off. Like, there you go. It is still my favorite sports day of the year. Well, at least in the top three. You know, I love it. It's, it's kind of replaced the March, you know, the first two rounds of March Madness for me for the first two days, which you see. April Madness. Yeah, April Madness, right? <laughs> By the way, how, pretty good that that ended just in time for baseball, right? It I really mean, did. It worked actually, out I liked well. how I liked how this set up. You know, got to, got to watch got to watch the game the other night, and then it was like, okay, well now it's on to baseball. It didn't yeah. didn't didn't interfere with anything. I'll, I'll take that. It was a great bridge, absolutely. So let's talk about that baseball. The the Phillies news has been pretty good this week, Jeff. Mm-hmm. The, the well, for, let's do the big news first. That would be that Bryson Stott and Alec Bob will be on this roster. Your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I feel like Alec Bohm needs some work, but, uh, you know, I'm not, obs- I, you know, part of me thinks that he'd be better off in the minors, um, AAA working every day on his defense and then getting his bat together. 
if he's going to come up, I mean, I'm glad Bryson Stott made the club. I think he deserved it. And it does. And you, you know, I don't know if you agree or not. It feels like a move that the past regime wouldn't have done. I, I don't feel like the prior regime would have brought up Bryson Stott this early. Um, well, they would have given spring. him a seven year contract. <laughs> yeah. Right. A really, really cost efficient one. But, um, I think the plan has to be to use them both then if you're going to do that. And you can now with the full-time DH and you have to think that there's going to be, I mean, you hope not, but there always seems to be an injury, but it's not going to benefit Bohm very much to just be a bench guy, you know, who comes out to pinch hit late in games or he's certainly not going to be a defensive replacement. So he's going to have to play. And so is Bryson Stott. So they're going to have to be creative with their lineups and which, guys get rest and, and so forth. I At least that's what I think. Well, I was not that impressed with Alec Boom's spring, and I, to be frank, don't think he deserved a spot on the roster. But I think mm-hmm. I think what we see here is a roster crunch. Uh, you know, the Phillies needed to add a spot for Bryson Stott. I think that'll work out okay. I think uh, Donnie Sands, who didn't make the backup catcher role and was optioned to AAA, I think if they designate him, they can slip him through waivers probably and get him to AAA anyway, mm-hmm. and you can still keep him around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Ronald Torres, we thought might make this team. He would make more sense in that extra role in a lot of ways, but you have to make he a works. roster spot for him. And I don't think the Phillies want to cut any of their pitchers right now because guess what? This is a 28-man roster, and you don't really have a lot of extra parts. Right. Right. No, I mean, the only move I think they would have made would be keep Sands up and put Alec Baum down, Baum down. But well, that would, yeah, that'd be three catchers. I don't know if you need three catchers though, right? I mean, like. Yeah, uh, I guess not in the, in the, in the way it is now. You don't need three catchers. No. So I, you know, you make a good point on Torres. He is the super utility guy. It was good, but I, I don't see Bohm being a super utility guy. I hope they don't use him that way. He's just not good enough with the glove. And, and again, I think he does need at bat. So it wouldn't surprise me if he kind of worked his way back down to AAA if he gets off to a, another rough start. Or it could be when they have room on the roster, he works yeah. himself back down to AAA. So that could be, that could be, you know, within what, 48 hours? I mean, who knows? But like I said, there, there could be an injury that pops up immediately that warrants him still being up and in, in, in the uh, in the lineup or batting order somehow. Yeah, you're right. It's, you know, this is results-driven business. You're either going to produce or mm-hmm. you don't stick around. That's right. So pretty pretty interesting thing about Bryson Stott. So no Phillies first-round pick has ever made his debut on opening day. Wow. I did not realize that. That's incredible. They've always come up during the year at some point. Right. So now there's been 10 Phillies, period, who have made debuts on opening day since 1970. Matt Gilbo, the athletic, just shared that. And mm-hmm. among them, here, I'll just read it really fast. Larry Boa in 1970, Denny Doyle, Danny Org, Eddie Oropesa, Carlos oh, Silva, Eddie. David Herndon, Freddie Galvis, Ojubal Herrera, Brock Stasi. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. So he's an elite company there with. Brock I was going to say that's, but, uh, that's that's quite a, a list of people to be involved. Couple, with. A <laughs> couple of the Rule Five picks they had to keep or, or toss, right? Right. But right. uh, but yeah, so 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 he so he is kind of an elite company in 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 that regard. But uh, mm-hmm. but the roster is set. And uh, speaking of Matt Gelb, he did leak out the roster. It's not official yet, but it is pretty set. And there's some good news here, Jeff. You know, we knew about the infield uh, matchup, so uh, 
We got both Stott, Stott and Bohm. Mm-hmm. The catchers are the two we expected, Romuto and Stubbs. Yep. And Camargo is the other extra infielder. Uh, so the outfielders, they have five listed, and that is Harper, Verling, Moniak, Schwarber, Castellanos. But then when I look at the next two, it's all good news. Next two categories. Starters, mm-hmm. Nola, Gibson, Eflin, Suarez, Wheeler. Jeff, they're all there. How about that? For now, knock on wood. <laughs> all five there. That's great. Eflin had a really nice spring. Um, I feel like we say this a lot, but then there's always something lingering with him, whether it's an injury or just working something out. But, you know, I'm reluctant to be like, this is going to be the, the Eflin year because I feel like we've said that, you know, for a couple of years now. But I will, he, he's not like being asked to be a three or even a four anymore, right? I mean, he's basically the, the fifth starter and he's still young. He's under 30. Am, am I correct? I think he's like yep. 28, right? Yep. So there's still hope that he can kind of tap into what he is uh, or what he can be. And I like the way he threw the ball this spring. I think I, I think he comes into up north on a good in a good groove. By the way, you you made him older than he is. He turns twenty eight on Friday. Oh, I was close. All right, a little <laughs> premature birthday. <laughs> yeah, so happy birthday to Zach Eflin, who'll be on that opening day roster on his birthday and healthy. So yeah. uh, Zach Wheeler, though, you know, we, he was somebody you thought might not be around. Now they kind of have him slated to go at the back end of those five, but. Yep. But he's there. Yep. I know it's, it's great. I mean, look, well, look around the league. I mean, DeGrom's already hurt for like a two months, right? And, um, Scherzer's nursing a, a, a hamstring and Fernando Tatis is out for who knows how long from his motorcycle accident. And there's a couple of guys who are not going to be able to start the season, um, that because either the shortened spring training or they're just not ready or whatever. Or they're just and stupid so, on their motorcycle. Yes, right. So for the Phillies to kind of come north with all their guys ready to go, including Wheeler, is a good sign. You know, games in April are as important as games in September. We forget that, but it's true. Now, now let's look at this bullpen list. There's only one name that, that really is out, and that is Sam Coonrod. But let's be honest, big loss. Yeah, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that's a big a deal. Although his dad's, if his dad's listening, he's going to yell at me on, on social media again. Oh, does his dad get, his dad gets at you? His dad, uh, his dad, uh, threw a little fit once when I said that he was probably not a candidate to be closer last year. Oh boy, that was harsh, man. (laughs) How dare I suggest he He wasn't ready to close in the major either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's not a huge loss, but I mean, this is a a guy who last year at this time, I think we were kind of had bigger hopes for hard thrower. Uh, and then the, that middle bullpen is still kind of a question, right? Well, I mean, I think the whole bullpen is still a question. But, so here's it's the not thing, good. though. Here's some good news, though, because there are three names on this bullpen list mm-hmm. that were seriously in doubt as being in the bullpen. Actually, four, technically. So Alvarado, mm-hmm. he's, right. he, th- he threw. He's going to make the team. He, he's he's going to be on the roster. We were worried yep. about that. Connor Brogdon, his velocity is ticking up. You know, as we were having panic attacks of Tommy John mm-hmm. surgery or whatever else, you know, like, which is sometimes what happens when someone's velocity drops. Hopefully it was just him getting in the groove. Right. That's huge for the, for the Phillies. And then if you have Suarez and Wheeler that are in your starting rotation, then you have Falter and Sanchez in your bullpen, which is a lot better than some of the other alternatives that, that are out there. And, uh, they rounded out kind of the, the, the two extras at the moment are 
Uh, Nick Nelson acquired from the Yankees this, this offseason mm-hmm. had a really nice spring, uh, striking out a bunch of batters and ERA in the ones. Uh, and same thing with Damon Jones. He, had, I think his ERA was like 1.43 or something of the sort. Had a very nice spring, closed it out in Clearwater with a scoreless inning against the Pirates on, on, uh, Tuesday. So, right. uh, I feel a lot better about this bullpen than even a week ago when we were chatting and, and it seemed like there were question marks everywhere. And again, the, 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 the trickle down effect from the starting pitchers perhaps being out would have really hurt this bullpen too. Yeah. I, th- so I understand what you're saying. You feel better that because of the, the stability and the health of the rotation that the bullpen doesn't have to be taxed. You don't have to pull guys into the, into the rotation for now. I still think it's a big kind of question mark overall. Some of these guys, you know, Damon Jones pitched well and had a nice spring, but I mean, we have to see him actually perform at the major league level consistently. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, these Yankee relievers that they keep bringing in from David Robertson to Hale to now Nick Nelson. Uh, it's like, is this the third time the charm here? Is this going to work? Hopefully it does. We'll see. But I think he's, he's different of, than the others though. Like this was not, I don't know. This, this wasn't a Girardi era type player, right? That is true. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. I hope it works out. Um, who's the name that you mentioned that I was, uh, you know, Chris Sanchez, I mean, are we excited about Chris Sanchez or we just hope that we can actually see him get, get some outs in a long relief role? If he he's needs- had, you know, last, last year a few times, I thought, okay. I mean, now yeah. he didn't blow anybody away. I thought, okay, he's got something there. I mean, he, yeah, but he didn't he have to make a start. I thought he started a game last he year. Did. Didn't he? He, it was yeah. like an emergency start. He gave him right. like four innings and kept him in a game that they ultimately won. I think it was, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I would think we all know that the, the fate of this team and how the bullpen does is how the production they're going to get from, your your big guns, your your Alvarados, your Brad Hands, your Corey Kniebel, and then obviously the big wild card is Sir Anthony. And I'm hoping and praying. He, I know he gave up a bomb to a judge the other day, a Oppo bomb, but he's been had a pretty good spring. And I I think this guy's got to be kind of the key to their success overall if he can come back strong. Because I'm kind of not sure. It it just feels like again, a couple of new names. Guys who have succeeded elsewhere, but also had inconsistencies, and you just hope that they put it together, and it's not a complete like collapse here. And by the way, I think I figured out the roster move just as we're talking. Uh, they just grabbed James Norwood from the Pirates. I mean, for the Padres, excuse me. The pitcher. The pitcher. He he doesn't have any options, so he's. I guess they have to designate him if he's not on this roster. So so there you go. That's probably your roster move for for Bryson Stott. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe keep sans on until you need somebody else. Uh, there you go. I will say uh, Raphael Marchand was banged up a little bit, uh, so probably probably good to hang on to Sands just a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, even though I think they probably could get him through waivers, because what's going to happen is you have this big big uh, push of people going on waivers right now. You might be able to slip some of them through. So mm-hmm. so maybe even Norwood slips through and. Uh, do, do you- do you think that Stott is not Stott? Do you think Bohm has been brought up at all to be showcased to potentially be traded? Eh, see, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just they didn't want to make an extra roster spot for him. Okay. I think I really think that that's all this is about. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. They're they're at a premium, you know what? And you know what? They, these pitchers, you you know, you're you're at a uh, you're at a point right now where. Uh, if, if one of these pitch, any pitcher goes down, like who, who's next on the list? You know, I mean, they, they, the only, the only pitcher on the 40 man that's not 
in this opening day roster that could be on the opening day roster. Kraus? Um, yeah, really, you're talking Kraus, MacArthur, Morales. Right. These are, these are all guys that really need the minors. Yeah. And so, uh, Ryan Sheriff is, is injured. He's probably going to start on the IL. Uh, someone they just grabbed this offseason as well. Right. With the Red Sox most recently, or excuse me, Tampa Bay most recently. Uh, so he's, he's probably going to be on the IL. So, I mean, really, they don't have a lot of guys to go to if they have an injury early on. Um, you know, other than Krauss, really. I mean, and even, even then, I thought he, you know, was rushed last year. He needs, he needs to, Keep keep working in the minors. And now, MacArthur kind of, Morales are far away too. Yeah. What what kind of spring did our friend uh, have for the Rangers? Oh, Spencer Howard. Yeah. You know what? I have not actually. Don't recall hearing his name very much. I wonder if he made the uh, the ball club. That's we'll have great, to check on that. That's a great question. You know, there's something called the internet. So <laughs> I, I, can... I feel like we'll be monitoring Kraus a little bit throughout the year to see how he does. I, I have. Sort of some, you know, hope, some hopes that he does well in the minors and he can get up in the, and help the majors if need be. Yeah, I think actually, I, I think there's still a chance he can be better than Spencer Howard in the majors. All right, Howard, uh, this spring, one and zero, two three five ERA, mm-hmm. only one start. I don't think they're they're looking at him as a starter. Well, I mean, I think we can understand why <laughs> after watching him lose his velocity after four innings. But Let's see what the deal is because I, I don't I don't see any. Looks like he last pitched on the 29th. Um, I know there are some reports that they're saying he's the projected number five starter for the There's like the no Rangers. news on him though. Yeah. Like even on Google news search, usually, you know, usually you get an update on something here. Yeah. Interesting. Just has something from three days ago. But it yeah. also says that the owner, the manager says that they might benefit more from, uh, from time in the minor leagues, so maybe he gets sent down to get stretched out. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> well, I'm not sure he'll... if there's any stretching that guy out, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know what though? Remember last year, a lot of people uh, thought that he might be a good reliever. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe I mean, he, he uh... certainly can give you three good innings, and then on, then you'll you'll see that second time around, and he'll lose velocity, and then the hitters will get on. It's not like he throws 99 anyway. I'm looking on, let's see here, projected rotation. Yeah, they still have John Gray, Mart, Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn, Spencer Howard. So, all right, so maybe yeah. maybe he makes their rotation. But it's odd that he only got one start. Do you agree that Bohm should play if he's going to be up? I mean, at least in rotate, you know, putting him in where you can? Because well, I don't, what's the sense of just bringing him up to collect dust on the bench? He's not a defensive replacement. I suppose when they face, you know, I, I feel like he's going to get platooned. I think that's yeah, what's going to happen. So. I mean, lefty righty deal. Stott yeah. and Didi are lefties, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe you go Camargo Bohm on a against against a lefty. Um, that's that's really the only thing I can think of. You know that that uh, that's the way they might do it. Opening day is Montas. And Oakland hasn't announced any other starters. <laughs> so is Montas going to make it to opening day as a member of the Oakland A's? No, that'd be an interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know it's only about 24 hours from now, but A's don't need to trade him. So, I mean, they already traded Sean Manaya. Um, yeah. Montas will have as much value at the trade deadline as he does now. In fact, he might have more value at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's possible because yeah. everybody else has expended their top prospects already. Right. Well, he's on Wait my fantasy July, team, so we'll I hope some... he gets dealt. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to July will help, uh, will help 
him, I think, uh, or at least help the athletics showcase. Yeah. Um, showcase him and have some prospects, uh, show what they, they are made of more and who might interest the, the athletics a little bit more, but yeah. yeah he's, so, got, he's got future Yankee written all over him. Uh, Maybe future Philly. Well, I just don't think they have anything to trade. They would yeah, trade for at this point. Yeah. They don't have anything to trade. And, and, and I know people keep saying trade Bohm, trade Bohm, trade Bohm, but <laughs> you know, the Phillies are going to lose Didi and, and Gene Segura. And then you need, you need two infielders next year. Uh, yeah. So if Bohm can be one of them, the Phillies are a lot happier. I would if agree. They can't, if they can't, then, you know, that, that, that's, I mean, worry about next year, next year, but they're going to, they're going to have a hard time filling that roster. Um, you know, I'm sure they will let both of them walk since, um, you know, the, 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 uh, cost was rather high for that middle infield, but right. who knows? Right. Who knows? Alright, so I mean the A's the A's will probably throw AJ Puck. You remember him? He was in that Moniac sure. draft and, and Phillies were scouting him and South Jersey guy, right? No, that was the other guy, uh oh, from, okay. from Barnegat. Uh yeah. Why am I drawing a blank? I can't Red remember his name either, but I thought Puck was. Okay. Yeah, no, Puck Puck was uh the number one pick of the A's in that twenty sixteen draft. He went sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a bunch of arm issues already. But, uh, made just six starts, uh, or excuse me, 17 starts in the major league so far, uh, over two seasons, 12, 12 starts last year, but he had a 608 ERA. Uh, so he will probably, I, I, I would guess he would be one of the pitchers. So I, I guess, so anyway, back to Alec Boehm. Uh-huh. I'm sure he'll probably start against AJ Puck. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll probably put him in against the, the lefty. Yep. Um, you know, maybe Stott gets a day. Uh, maybe that's when Camargo starts it short. Uh, they'll try to mix and match, I think, just uh, plus the old guys, you know, that they might need a day. Yeah. You uh, kind of hope that Eflin, when he takes the hill, he's starting against another right-handed pitcher mm. because he's such a ground ball pitcher that you want your best defense. Yeah. So you want Stott in there and you want Didi in there playing shortstop, you know, who I, I'm going to assume is going to be a better shortstop this year. Uh, it did look pretty, pretty spry and from the limited, you know, spring game yeah. that I watched. No, so I, I, I think he looks good. I, you know, I think yeah. a lot of people still continue to have written him off. You know, mm-hmm. Talking about style, I even saw people on Twitter like, "Well, cut Didi." I'm like, "Well, no, come on." <laughs> <laughs> like he's been good this spring, so yeah. you, you got to hope that the injury's behind him and you can get something productive out of him. But, uh, but still, I think they'll take it easy on him now and then. So you'll see Stott at shortstop sometimes. So, uh, but again, you know what? Whoever's not hitting, right. This, just mix, mix and match. And, and by the way, last time the Phillies had a DH, I thought Girardi was really good at mixing and matching. So, so we'll see. Um, we'll see so, where that, we'll see that, we'll see where that goes. So uh, give, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just say also to the people who, who suggested you cannot cut Odubel Herrera because he <laughs> is on the injured list. Uh, you can't cut an injured player. So, uh, worry about that later. But, uh, uh, what were you going to say first? Because I want to talk about Mickey Moniak before we make some, uh, some early predictions. Well, I was just going to ask you, and maybe Moniak falls into this, uh, who, like, you know, as we get ready for the season here, who, who's the, the hitter and the pitcher for the Phillies that you're kind of most intrigued about going into the year? I mean, Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper, right? I mean, it's not, not like intriguing. He's a great player, but are, are there two guys that stand out to you from both sides of the, of, uh, I don't want to say both sides of the ball. That's more of a football term, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that stand out. 
Well, Moniac, uh, Kevin Long on yesterday's broadcast apparently called uh, Moniac the easiest fix of his I career. I saw that. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, if if indeed that's the case, if if uh, if Kevin Long has the magic touch, then maybe Moniac is it. You know, even a week again, this, everything's playing out so fast. Even like mm-hmm. ten days ago, week week ago, we whatever we recorded last, we were we were. Uh, Skeptical at first, but mm-hmm. he's still he's still hitting homers. So he hit his fifth on Sunday, and then Bryce Harper couldn't be showed up by some little kid. So uh, Bryce had to hit his sixth so that he you know could have the lead to himself. But uh, but not just home runs; he's making contact. And yeah, hey, if Mickey Money works out, <laughs> that could be something for this this Phillies team. Yeah, I mean, if he does half of what he's done in spring, I think it works out. I, I tend to look at these things with a little bit of a – I take it with a grain of salt. Like, I can see him coming up and, you know, getting red hot and having an awesome first three weeks of April, but then sort of regressing back to the mean and really slumping uh, because sometimes this stuff, you make a little adjustment, it works, and then you think you're you're completely cured, but you're not. So Because then the, the league readjusts back to you. So he's got a lot of work ahead of him. But it is a good sign. It's certainly, and, and you might as well start, you might as well play him. Well, they have to uh, as much as you can while he's hot. Yep. And and I would say for my uh, pitcher, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Damon Jones. Oh, I think, wow. I okay. think uh, he looked good this spring. I mean, he, you know, Phillies right now. It's funny they have four lefties in the bullpen, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? With Brad Hands, Bailey Falter. Yeah, they went Jones from none to four now. And Alvarado, yeah. So, uh, but, but no, they, they need, they need, they need some of these young arms in the pen to, to emerge and, and I'm hoping Damon Jones is it. Yeah, definitely. Any so, catch your eye? So for me on the, from the pitching, I, this was a tough tie. I, I already mentioned Sir Anthony. I think everybody's kind of got their eyes on him to see if he comes back to be the dominant thrower that he was before the, the injury that he had, but. From a pitching standpoint, Ranger, man, I mean, I'm just really, you know, we've loved Ranger for a while and I'm really intrigued by what he's going to be as a, and hopefully it stays this way and they don't have injuries, but as a, I guess he's the fourth starter, fourth or fifth, whatever, however they, they do it. Um, and knowing that's his routine now and the way he pitches was such, such a cerebral approach, you know, that I look forward to seeing how he does as a prolonged starter. I think last year's numbers are a little bit, a lot unrealistic to expect. Like he's going to finish with a two something ERA, uh, but he is smart enough and has the time and crafty enough. I hate to use that word because he's left-handed, but it's a cliche, mm-hmm. but he is to be a really good back end starter. And maybe even, you know, as the season goes, we'll, we'll, he'll improve to the point where we consider him a top three guy. In the rotation. I think he has that capability. I would love to see if he could get his fastball up into like 95, 96, because I think that would make his change up even more, you know, deadly than it already is. And, and he's young. So he probably has that ability if he's stretched out and knowing his role to do that. And that could really bring him to a whole new level, Frank. Yeah. I, you know, obviously I've been a big fan of his. If you've listened to, to this podcast or me on the radio, like I've always, always been a big Ranger Suarez fan and, I really do hope that this is his breakout year. And boy, you know, talk about homegrown players the Phillies need. You know, uh, if he, if he makes it and emerges as a key piece in their rotation, he can help bridge the gap for the two young guys that are down in the minor leagues. Probably at, 
I haven't heard their final landing spots, but I imagine uh, McAble's probably at Jersey Shore, and uh, yeah. as, which is now the high A. Right. But you know what? Painter could be either there or Clearwater at this point. So, uh, so we'll see where they we'll see where they land. I'm hoping that this summer, both of them will be within driving distance of Philadelphia at some point or another. So you can see who's. Uh, Who's uh, who's the future for this Phillies team? They they need those two uh, to work out. They need their long term rotation, right? right? So they're spending all this money now on these players because they need to bridge the gap and to the to when whenever they have their homegrown talent ready, and hopefully that happens. Yep. This this we we see some real improvements this year that this is going to happen down the line. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's let's talk some uh, predictions here. So. Real quick, by the way, I didn't get my offensive player in oh, there. Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. It's, it's okay. Um, I feel like this lineup with all the power is perfect for a guy like Segura to, and this is his mm. final year uh, on his deal here, right? If I'm yep. not mistaken. Yeah. To just kind of slide in there, be able to produce no matter where he's hitting, get on base, steal a few bags, score a lot of runs. He had a good year last year, really good year last year, very consistent year last year. And I feel like this lineup, he's almost the forgotten guy in the lineup and um we'll see where they wind up hitting him consistently. It won't matter to me because I think he's just gonna be I think he's gonna be as consistent as he was last year and very productive in that role. Well he has spoken about liking hitting second best. I think I think he's gonna I think he's probably gonna be slotted seventh based on what we see in these lineups. However, mm-hmm. if they really are mixing and matching like they say, he'll hit higher uh now and then. So I agree. maybe that Maybe that lefty lineup against the lefty lineup, excuse me, he might be up there a little bit higher, but we'll see. I mean, and of course, now the Phillies have three big bats, uh, uh, or potentially, if things work out, three big bats from the right side, right? So, right. I mean, that, that, that's, that's helpful. They were, they were putting way too much on JT and Hoskins last year and, uh, adding Castellanos is, is huge, especially when Boom wasn't working out. Right. All right. Awesome. So, so let's talk projections. I will say this, Jeff. This is a really hard year to to figure out, uh, figure these out because, as we're saying, uh, people are pe- people out there are injured. They're getting off to slow starts, the slow spring training. But again, that happened in 2020 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the, the the Washington Nationals took full advantage of of that and and managed to win the World Series in that shortened season. This is still a long season, so. There's a lot of time for people to, to sort of work out any early shortcomings, perhaps, but April games matter, as you said. So, so let's, let's talk in at least first, because that's, that's the one that everybody wants to, to hear about, uh, with the sure. Phillies. Can, 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 you know, I, I will say this after the lockout until about what, two weeks ago, uh, you know, when it looked like the Braves might not get Freddie Freeman back, uh, I thought, well, that, that, that could be the difference. Well, they added Matt Olson, who was a better player than Freddie Freeman numbers wise last year. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't I can't put the Braves anywhere but first in the East. I'm, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> you know they they were a flawed team last year and still somehow won the World Series and they won the NL East by six and a half games over the Phillies. So when I say flawed, I mean they they had all those injuries, they lost some pitchers, you know. um, but they're 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 pretty loaded here. Um, they're, and they're good. And they made a big trade, right? They, to, to get a closer, I believe. And they added Kenley Jansen. Kenley, that's right. After, not sure. yeah. They signed Kenley Jansen. Although I'm not sure that that's, 
you know, we'll have to see how he performs. He's he's kind of been getting up there in age, but I mean, Will Smith had a good year last year, and and he's there in the wings in case he needs to be. But that's a nice little back end eight and nine guy. Max Fried is probably uh, on the on the precipice of being a superstar pitcher if he's not there. Uh, so they look pretty good. All right, so that's that's a, that's an easy one, but yeah. who's going to be behind them? Well. I think it would be a popular pick to say the Mets, but you know, I think if if you did this three weeks ago, you'd say the Mets, but then now you look at all the injuries that they got, and then you're reminded that that's kind of a Mets type thing to happen. Um, so <laughs> Mets gonna Mets, but, but it's sort of a Phillies thing to happen too. It just hasn't happened yet to the Phillies, right? So you got to think it's going to be one of these two teams, the Phillies or the Mets. It'll probably be pretty close, pretty even. Uh, I'll guess that the healthier team will wind up on top. I'm I'm probably leaning Phillies right now because the Mets already have have their ace injured and you just never know if with Degrom I mean he's always hurt so and he's and he already declared he was opting out at the season's end if he doesn't pitch is he <laughs> is he going to give up those two years left on his deal no I I think uh, uh, I think you said it pretty well I'm I'm, I'm kind of leaning Phillies now uh, you know Scherzer hamstring issues. He's still going to make his start, not on, well, they announced he would be not opening day starter, but Friday starter, but that might end up being opening day anyway because of the rain mm-hmm. on, on, I don't think they didn't make a decision on that yet, did they, right? Wouldn't that be oh, yeah. a shame? You buy your opening day tickets, uh, and then, uh, you know, they don't have that built-in off day to, to, to bounce it back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so you buy opening day tickets and you might, I guess, I guess seeing Scherzer on Friday is a nice consolation if you get rained out on yeah, Thursday if you're a Mets fan. But, uh, um, but, but yeah, Max Scherzer, uh, you know, at the end of the year, he was just leaking just a little oil. I, I gotta wonder, you know, he, he can't defy, um, age forever. I think, mm-hmm. I think, it, I think at some point he's gonna, ha- you know, not be Max Scherzer of old. I, I could see him having a very good season. But I could also see him, you know, losing some stamina down the stretch. Might not be a lot. He might still be a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a healthy Degrom as well, I, I don't know. Um, they were really smart to, uh, to make that trade with the Athletics um, to, to add some starting pitching depth. I mean, that makes Definitely. a. Uh, I, I guess they got their opening day starter then, right? Uh, in, the, in that trade, Chris Bassett. Right. Um, yeah. So guess, How about like, that? <laughs> Yeah, so I guess he's going to be their opening day starter, but you know, Carlos Carrasco, is he going to be healthy? You know, the former Philly. Yeah, good um, question. And then, and then you're going to be at the point now here where you're seeing some of those back end guys are going to be that, that you didn't want making starts last year are going to make this, make some starts. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they don't have Stroman anymore. Uh, Taiwan Walker fell off face of the earth mm-hmm. last year after being really good. Now they've they've got they've got more question marks uh, they do. than a lot of teams. Now back into their bullpen, which Ed, which Edwin Diaz are they going to see? Are they <sighs> going to see uh, good Edwin Diaz or the really bad Edwin Diaz? Or both? I mean, yeah. you, sometimes you see both within one week. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, he was lights out in 2020, but he was nothing in in 2019 after they took on the Albatross contract of Robinson Cano. Who is, by the way, one of like five designated? They 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 have more designated fillers, uh, hitters in the Phillies somehow. Uh, but but you know, uh, Seth Lugo, Trevor May, decent relievers. Adam Adovito, decent reliever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at least they're they they do have a uh, they should if it's good 
Edwin Diaz have a decent bullpen. But but again, like we were saying with the Phillies, when your starting depth goes, then your bullpen gets gets eaten away at. So I think that could be just enough to to help them uh, struggle out of the gate. Yeah, definitely. In fact, you know, as we look at the East, if if the Mets really fall apart, which is possible because of their injuries, I like the Marlins. I like what they've done. I think they can be a sneaky type of team to compete for second place in the division if things go well. I like their top three pitchers of uh, Alcantara, Lopez, and um, Rogers. You know, they just brought in Cole Sussler and and um, the other reliever from Baltimore, who who are like Baltimore's only two good relievers. So they they fortified their bullpen. They made some good offseason moves. They brought in the uh, Avisail Garcia, who had a good year with Milwaukee last year. Wendell had a good year with Tampa Bay uh, to go along with guys like Aguiar, who they already have. Jazz Chisholm Jr., kind of an upcoming player in this league, who's uh, exciting to watch. Soler from the, the Braves. I, I, you Jacob know what? Stallings, it, they got a good catcher. They're not, yeah, they're not, they're not yeah. running Jorge Alfaro out there again. Exactly, exactly. So I look at this team and say – you know, the, the Phillies already had trouble beating this team when they were bad, and now they're starting to, like, put their talent together. So they're, they're a sneaky team to watch for me. And Sixto Sanchez not on the opening day roster. You know, yeah. You know, for all the yeah. worry about – I mean, he, actually, he he looked okay in his brief spring appearances, but but he's going back to the minors. So. Clearly Matt Klintak's best move ever <laughs> when running. Nah, I'd say Zach Wheeler's his best move ever. That's yeah, but that's my... easy because that's a signing. I mean, yeah. I think a trade is harder because you're giving up prospects and they didn't have that many. And I, I th- his smartest move ever, I'll say. Yeah. All right, cool. So I mean, if you're really going to talk about signings, I guess Bryce Harper would, would be, you know, that. Yeah. But again, that's a little that, easier. That was really even throwing him. money at somebody, right? <laughs> yeah. So – so then I guess we're kind of in agreement that the Nats are probably in last place in the yeah. NL East. Rebuilding. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they signed, uh, they, although you know what though? That they're, they're, they're two, uh, two bats in that lineup can ruin anybody's day at any time. You know, now that you have Nelson Cruz thing behind Juan Soto. Yeah. Uh, and so. you know, Josh Bell can, can, if he can kind of recapture it, right? He's a pretty good pl- hitter too. Can be. At times. Yeah. I mean, he's streaky, but you yeah. never know. He could have a, a year like he had in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, that's a pretty good three, four, five. But but now we're, you know, that's a lot to ask. Yes, it is. All right. So uh, how about the, the central? Well, central. Let's do central next. I think the West is the, the more intriguing conversation right now. Definitely. Um, but how about the central? Who's Who's actually sticking out for you in the – NL Central. I don't know that that's a division that I would necessarily think the wild card's going to come from. No, I think it's it's possible because it's a two horse race. I mean, there, there's the Brewers and the Cardinals. Mm. The Cardinals, I don't know that I like their rotation enough. At the end of the day, uh, Milwaukee won the division by five five games last year. They have the good young pitchers in Woodruff and Burns. Uh, Flaherty has been hurt for for uh, for the Cardinals. I just don't know. You know, they've, Arenado and, and Goldschmidt's good kind of middle of the order. I think they brought back, uh, pool holes. Pool holes, which <laughs> yeah. is kind of. I, I like, I, I like that by the way, but as long as he's sure. like a platoon DH, I mean, that's yeah. kind of cool. Like Wainwright was their, Wainwright had like a, like a resuscitation last year. He was their best, he was one of the best pitchers in the league. I don't know if you can, you can rely on that. Matt's yeah, well, Wainwright, Yadier Molina and, and, uh, Albert Pujols. I mean, that's. Yeah. That, talk about the Wheeze Kids, uh, you know, like that's Wheeze Kids uh, <laughs> really 2022, is. right? 
I don't think Yadier is ever going to retire at this point. <laughs> well, actually, they've all announced. So Pujols, uh, Wainwright, Molina, they are all going to call it a year after this year. They said. So this oh, is like nice. the retire. This is like the retirement retirement tour. tour. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing the band back together for one last tour. Yep, yes. Yep. Uh, I mean, they do have some good young talent too. I mean, uh, you know, O'Neill is a good player. Bader, Carlson, they're Edmund, but I, I just think Milwaukee is a little bit more of a complete team right now. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you on that. So they're my clear favorites. I don't think much of the Pirates. I don't think much of the Cubs. I don't think much of the, the Reds. Well, the Red, yeah. Reds just dumped everybody. So watch I for Pittsburgh it's... by the end of the year though. Cause if, if O'Neill Cruz comes up and some of their young talent that they've had, if they get into the majors with, you know, after April or something like, and, and we'll see if they keep on to, um, uh, their outfielder Reynolds, right? Brian Reynolds, if yeah. they don't trade him. I don't I, think they're going to trade him. They need him. Right, right. That's what I'm yeah. Around. So I could see them kind of a late surging team that finishes third in the division, which would be amazing for them. You know, they were 40 games under 500 last year, but that's about, yeah, you know, there's really nothing to speak of with those other, with those last three teams. So then let's move to the West. This mm-hmm. is, this is Dodgers spending a fortune. Yeah. I, th- I mean, they're, I, I think they, they've got to be the favorites over the Giants, even though the Giants were very good last year and the Padres are always, around so i think that the the giants are going to have a tough time winning 107 games again this year i I agree with you i feel like they were a little bit of a lightning in a bottle team last year everything kind of worked their way i still think they're good and i think farhan zahidi does an excellent job of kind of identifying what their what their identity should be they're a strong defense they're like an old school team small ball strong defense they do have a, a few boppers out there but i think the blue chip talent is clearly on the Dodgers. They have it in the pitching staff. They have it in the in the field. And I, I think you can expect the Giants to be more of like a 95 to 100 win team instead of 107. You know, I think I just think they topped out a little bit last year and surprised everybody. I could be wrong. They're well put together. But I, I think this is well, the Dodgers. Team. I, I think I, I think one thing we've learned about Gabe Kapler is his, his teams overperform. Mm. I think those two years he was with the Phillies, they actually overperformed, not underperformed. So, I mean, I know that they were good enough to make the playoffs, but, but there were major roster construction flaws that, um, he could not simply overcome. Yeah. They right. even brought back our old buddy Darren Ruff uh, on a two year deal. Can you believe Darren Ruff still having this resurgence? Like he's an old he, man in baseball years. He is, but I tell you, they, they, they have found the great role for him, platooning him, hitting him against, uh, righties and, you know, I think he had like 16 home runs last year and 300 and something at bats. That kind of projects to a 30 home run year. So and and having a having a DH is gonna give him some opportunities. So yeah, uh, he's a nice little fantasy sleeper if you ask me. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, our buddy Luke Williams is on that roster too, right? Yep. So uh, uh, going over there from the Phillies. So I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like yeah, the Giants are my choice for second place. But what what about the Padres? Did did uh, did uh, Fernando Tatis just ruin their season by messing around on mic- uh, motorcycles like he wasn't supposed to? I don't know, because they still have – I still think they can compete. I, it seemed like they had just had turmoil going on last year with their manager, with their GM. From a talent standpoint, you know, you still have Machado. You still have Grisham, who's a, is a kind of an upcoming player, I would say. You, they've made some moves. I mean, they've got, still got some pretty good pitchers. You know, Hosmer for the moment is still there. So, um, I'm not like as down on them as, as maybe some other people were. I still think that they've got 
some legit, I mean, Cronenworth. I mean, they have good players. I mean, of course they're going to miss Tatis and he's kind of like the catalyst to what they do, but they're not a team that's bereft of talent either that shouldn't compete. I, I, I think that they can compete. Clevenger comes back. Uh, you Darvish had a good year last year. I know they have high hopes for Mackenzie Gore. You know, Thanks the big now. question is, uh, you know, they got Manea uh, from from Oakland. You know, the the question is, can they find a role and stay, can they get health out of Denilson Lamette, who's a really good pitcher, but has been kind of hurt with the elbow the last year and a half. But he's good when he's healthy. So I I actually think of him as a kind of a sleeper to maybe, you know, push for the division if things go right for them. Yeah, you know, I think I think I'm talking myself into thinking they're better <laughs> just as we're chatting. Yeah, that rotation's going to uh, look pretty good. Yeah. Pagan, you know, Blake, Blake right? Snell is probably your 4 or 5. <laughs> so, right. no, probably that's pretty good. Five. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. So, say so, all right. So, so now so I, so I think we kind of agree on the division winners in um mm-hmm. the East Central and West. So then what about uh, the wild cards? So, I mean, are, are we looking at the potential of Phillies, Padres, Giants. Any three. You know, I just can't count St. Louis out. No matter every year, I think that they're just an average, vanilla, boring team, and then they wind up making the playoffs. So, um, I would put the Cardinals, the Giants, and the Padres probably in. Maybe the Phillies. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be. Tough man, that's gonna be tight. Yeah, you know what? The the winner of the wild card, I think they're all gonna be bunched up together. A lot depends on how much the Phillies uh and the other teams in the NLEs beat each other up. I mean that's gonna bring win totals down, right? You know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think that that's something to consider. But But uh, you know what? I'm a big law of averages guy, Frank. I mean it's it's gotta be the Phillies time at some point. You know, I mean was it ten straight years they've missed the playoffs? That's up to eleven. Uh, eleven. All right. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna lay it down right now. Phillies, Giants. Yeah, ten. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, ten. Phillies, Giants. You were just projecting. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, Phillies, Giants, Padres. I'm gonna take the, the Cardinals out of there. Phillies, okay. Giants, Padres. Okay. Interesting. And we didn't even mention the Rockies or Diamondbacks because they're not worth mentioning. <laughs> no, although I do. I don't want to call the Rockies sneaky, but I kind of like some of their offseason moves. You got Brian. I mean, they're, they're going to be able to hit the ball as they always do. Um, I mean, that three, four, five there of some kind of, you know, Chris Bryant, CJ Crone, and, um, you know, Blackman is still there. They, they can always score runs. Obviously, it's about pitching for them. All right. On to the AL. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, I think I if I if I if I just had to run down my division winners, mm-hmm. I think they they are a little bit easier to to do in the West. I think, think it's I do I think right. the I think the Astros have the West free and clear. I don't think uh, uh, while I think the Mariners and maybe the Rangers who went on the spending spree could be wild card teams. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at the Central, I don't think there's anybody other than the White Sox. And in the East, we have the usual three that one of them will emerge and a couple of the wild cards. I mean, I think that, you know, we yeah. all know the Red Sox, Rays, Yankees always end up bunched up there. Yeah, I, but I, Toronto's I, looking good too. I mean, they, they yeah, just yeah. missed it by a game last year. That's a good point. And then they, they beefed up their, they, they brought in Robbie Ray, who's been a really good pitcher. Um, didn't they sign a big bat too to go along with Guerrero and, oh, they uh, traded for Matt Chapman. Yeah. Right. Matt Chapman. I, I actually look at them. I, Tampa Bay, to me, as much as I love them, and I still would not take them down. I mean, I think they're they're undergoing a little bit of a change 
right now. You know, obviously they just traded away Meadows. They're they're calling up uh Joe as a Joe Joseph Lowe, one of their their Josh yeah. Lowe, their their one of their top outfield prospects, which yeah, Josh Lowe, yeah. going to be good. But they're a little bit different. You know, they've lost some pitching. Um, Shane Baz is hurt already. He's supposed to be one of their best pitchers. I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if Tampa took a little bit of a step back this year. Maybe like by it might just be by five games. You know, they may be like a 95 win team, but in that division, that can cost you. You know, I mean, like I said, Toronto was 91 and 71. They didn't make the playoffs last year. And we'll see that Isaac Paredes they got in that Meadows trade. Watch out for him. Yep. Uh, they they really uh they really seem to like him. Mm-hmm. But uh hey, you know what though? That I mean, that's that's the beauty of the uh, the Rays. They've been able to. They've been able to, to to cycle the new guys in and, and do just fine. You know, every time you think like, oh no, of course they can't, they can't possibly lose Blake Snell. Well, then they do fine. Before that, it was mm-hmm. uh, um, Chris Archer, right? They always they always seem to have somebody for it. I could see Drew Rasmussen having a nice season. Oh yeah, I, he, he's one of my fantasy picks. I uh, you know I, I kind of snuck in later on, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. draft and. And then a couple of the guys in there wanted him uh, after I drafted him. You know, yeah. I, I feel like he's going to have a big year. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, well, could, could Boston three... be the one that takes a step back? I mean, they, they sort of—I don't think people thought they were going to be 92 wins going into last year with the yeah. pitching staff that they have. Or here's a question: Could all three, could all three wild cards come out of the East? Well, like last year. Oh, oh all three? Uh, no. I, you know what? I think that's very. I think. A couple of teams, like Seattle was 90 and 72 last year. And to I me, I like Seattle a lot. They, they, yeah, I like, you know, they brought up Julio Rodriguez. They're ready to go into the Julio era, which was a really cool. I don't know if you saw the video of them telling them, but it was, mm. it was pretty cool. Um, didn't, and they brought in some players as well, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they got the Andres Munoz kid in the bullpen who throws like 101. So I think they're kind of poised to, to at least carry over what they did last year as a 90 win team. And I, I'm sort of, See, the AL Central to me, uh, uh, Frank, I mean, Detroit piques my interest with some of the moves they made and the, the prospects they're calling up. And same thing with Kansas City. I mean, if you ever get Mondesi to stay healthy and you bring up uh, Bobby Witt, who I think is going to be the rookie. Yeah, he will be year, up. He is yeah, up. He's definitely up. So, I mean, you put that with Sal Perez, and I know their pitching is a big question, so that might hold them back. But that, I just think that they'll be more competitive. So it's going to be tough to get – all the wild cards out of one division, you know? Yeah, the plus will beat up on each other a lot. All right. Yeah. So, so now, now as we talk about this, then I'm, now I'm wondering, I think I, I think I gotta go, I think I gotta leave Boston out. I would go Mariners, Rays, mm-hmm. Mariners, Rays, and, uh, probably, probably Blue Jays as a, I you know what? Blue Jays could win the division. I, 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 I was, I was, uh, well, who do you have winning the AL East? Let's start there. <sighs> Yankees are, you know, with, with Garrett Cole and I, I, I always, Montgomery. I always got to go Yankees, I think. Yeah. And I, I know it's, I know it's cliche and tired, but I, I got to go Yankees. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe Blue Jays. See, Blue Jays, Rays or Red Sox. I got to see this play out a little bit more. I know I'm not making a bold prediction and then I like Seattle. Yeah, so that's what I like. All right, so I like the Yankees, I like the White Sox, and I like the Mariners as division winners. So my wild cards mm. would be Tampa, Houston, and then there's going to be a surprise team that that claims it. It's, it's either going to be Toronto or could it be Kansas City or Detroit? I guess I have to pick Toronto. I got to go with Toronto. 
Yeah, so I guess I'm much. leaving Boston out, you know? All right. I wonder about their pitching, Boston. I just don't know if it's it's uh, going to be good enough. Yeah, it could be. It could definitely be their their Achilles heel. All right. So, uh, you know, we could be here all day if we just uh, went yeah, over just, every, we'll just do a World Series prediction. Every single award that might be out there. <laughs> I know maybe we could talk about some of the young players next week, but uh, sure. Yeah. Who do you have winning it all? Who do you have in this World Series? I've got the. Dodgers versus the White Sox in the World Series. That's my World Series. Hmm. I was actually, I'll, I'll say the Dodgers will win. I don't know that I have a different answer than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not fun. No, hey. We should do like what some of those radio guys would do and just like purposely like take different sides on something <laughs> just, just, just so that they can try to have some theater, right? Yes, that, that does seem to be the theme. In sports radio. But yeah. No, we can agree. I think it's fine if we agree. Just, you know, well, they, Dave minds. Roberts has, has made the statement they are going to win the World Series, period. Oh, wow. And okay. It's, it's after, ad, after adding Freddie Freeman, I'm like, I, I'm pretty convinced. Sounds that was, good. that was something that, that was kind of a shock. I mean, he was linked. It's kind of a shock. Mm-hmm. But there he goes. Dodgers just need to get over that hump again. Yep. They have, they have too much, too, too much talent, too many pieces you can, you can place around the diamonds, the Max Muncy's, the Chris Taylor's, the uh, Cody Bellinger's. They, they're, they're in a very, very fine position. And even though they lost Kenley Jansen, they've got plenty of relief. Blake Trinan can be the ace of that bullpen and they will be just fine. All right, Jeff, we are out of time. Uh, opening day Friday. Can't wait. It's going to be fun, man. Always fun. For, F, for what seemed like the, the longest lockout in the whole world, we're finally here. And we'll be with you all season talking Phillies baseball. For the Powder Blue Podcast, I'm Frank Close along with Jeff Mosher. We will catch you next time. Let's go!